Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We're Nashville's on-demand sports network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Man, do the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your car buying experience by checking them out in Lebanon or heading to WilsonCountyHyundai.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So live for a moment's peace salon and day spa. Real quick, once again, a momentspeace.com slash Christmas, and you win holiday with your gift giving there. So uh, where to place blame? Because I was, man, I, I gotta say, this game messed with me. We leave Mill Creek yesterday. I get home at five o'clock. I'm hanging out at home, just trying to relax. And I'm still just thinking like, how in the hell did the Titans do that again? Because for the third loss in a row, right? Three losses in the last four games. All three losses have the same thing in common. 13 points on offense nearly outgaining your every opponent. I can't remember if they outgained the Patriots or not, but that was pretty close with total yards there. And you, you turn the ball over a combined, here's this number again, 13 times oh, in these three losses. Geez. It's just inexplicable for how careless the Titans have been and really just lose these games and are, they're wasting superb defensive efforts by their defense where – the defense is trending to be a top 12 scoring defense in the NFL. The Titans offense is hanging them out to dry yet again. Yeah, and like I woke up this morning, the Titans should have won that game yesterday. Yes, there yes. was like the reasons are pretty obvious on why they didn't and they couldn't make the plays at the end of the game, right? Because they would win if they the extra point is made by Bullock. They would have won 20 to 13. It should have never gotten into that spot, but the Titans they can't score in the second half. Blank. 0-0, zero, zero, third and fourth quarter. That is frustrating when you're in that locker room at halftime knowing that we got blood in the water, we have a lead, they're not playing very well, they haven't been able to move the football. Don't give them, give them the football in scoring opportunities. And unfortunately, that happened three times in the second half, and the Titans go on to lose. They have over, overarching problems of what this Titans team is now. I, I guess where I struggle, and they're going to have to beat two teams that are some of the hottest teams in the league. San Francisco on Thursday night that I absolutely you know drummed Atlanta yesterday, if you watched a little bit of that game. And then on the other side, Tutunga Valoa has Miami red hot. I mean... They've won consecutive games, I believe, six in a row. And Miami on the horizon. I know you have Houston at the end, but as you mentioned before, Austin, because of this loss, it just makes Indianapolis and that whole situation a little bit scary. Oh, it's very scary because the number is still two, right? Like, you, you had that game. You had the Steelers beat. The defense was shutting them down. The offense was moving the ball until they went – Turnover, 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 turnover on downs. Their last four possessions, that's what it was. Three turnovers, and then the, the short on fourth and uh, six there from Nick Westbrook-Akine to end the game. And so now the number's two. The Titans have to win. I think you cannot count on the Colts losing again. 
I know they have the, a really angry Cardinals team uh, coming up who just lost the Lions yesterday as well. So that might help you that you get a pissed off Arizona Cardinals football team, too, that can come back and bounce back. But you got to win two of these next three. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing pretty good football, too. It's a short week. They do fly to Nashville in a short week. So Jimmy Garoppolo is playing really good football. Yes. And the one thing about Jimmy G, he's being efficient and he's being effective. He's not making those mistakes that the Titans have been making. That's why the 49ers have been winning games, and now they're inching back into the playoff race in the NFC. You And so if the other team doesn't make mistakes and you make mistakes, that number's 13 in three games. That's pathetic. That's embarrassing. 13 turnovers and three losses. You don't deserve to win. But the fact is, yesterday, the Titans should have won. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this even further. Because I, I believe it was Kayla Anderson and Emily Proud that pointed this out on Twitter last night. Is that the Titans have lost five games this season. They've lost six games in the calendar year 2021 when you include the Baltimore Ravens loss in the playoffs. Five of those six losses the Titans only scored 13 points. The one time they lost by scoring more was in overtime against the Jets. <laughs> That's it. Cardinals, 13 points. Ravens lost 13 points. Then you go Texans, 13. Patriots, 13. Yesterday, the Steelers, 13 points. They get stuck on that number. There's a reason why, Zach, in the pregame show, I said the Titans would lose 17 to 13. They can't get past 13 because they can't score touchdowns in the red zone. They don't have anybody who can make a play outside of Tannehill to get them in the end zone because the last two games, there's been one offensive touchdown, or I guess two offensive touchdowns, and they've been Ryan Tannehill to get them in the end zone to get something on the board. And so we're, we're going to place blame. But I, I go back and I watch, why did they stall out in the red zone the first time where they kicked the field goal to go up 10 nothing? They ran the ball down the field. They were, you know, Foreman Hilliard doing a great job running the ball. It was first down on like the 16-yard line, first and 10. They just converted on the ground. They, they drop back, throw it, and Hilliard drops a pass that would have gained about five or six yards. So now you're second and 10 instead of second and five or four. Then now you're behind the sticks. You run for one yard. Then second and 10 runs drive me crazy. But then you're third and nine. And now you have to throw incomplete, kick a field goal. But it's situational play calling and the supporting cast letting the quarterback down when the ball was right in Hilliard's hands. And that leads to three points instead of maybe another touchdown to make it 14 nothing. All right. So we're going to play a game today that I don't believe that we've played in quite some time. And I think it is perfect because of all the mistakes that were made. We we call this the blame pot. Yes. Usually we like to do either ors, right? Pick a side, get off the fence. But I think I think we came to the conclusion there's more than two different ways that the Titans lost. And so we're going to give you three uh, pieces of this blame pot. And we're going to ask you guys to comment. We're going to actually do a little bit more work today, but I think you'll appreciate it because you can distribute how you believe it should be distributed. Who is to blame for the Titans' horrific mistakes? Is it the coaches, Ryan Tannehill, or the supporting cast? Well, it's all three. All you got to do is disperse your percentage. If you want to go 33, 33, 33, you absolutely can. But we got to get to 100. So, yeah, so we're having to do math on it. We're going to have to do a little bit of math. But distribute your blame pot. Who is the most to blame? Who is the least to blame? Between these three, the coaches, including Todd Downing, 
including Mike Vrabel, also Ryan Tannehill. I mean, that kind of goes to the mistake of snaps between him and, and Ben Jones. Mm-hmm. It, it, it talks about the fumbles. It talks about awareness, the four sacks, all of those decision-making for Ryan Tannehill. And lastly, the supporting cast. We're talking about offensively, Nick, Nick Westbrook, I, I Keenan not getting to the sticks and getting that first down on fourth down. I which, also rewatched his drop on that bomb where he was wide open. Right? Like, you got to catch that dang ball. Getting open, yeah. making plays. So, supporting cast, Ryan Tannehill coaches, comment in the comment section what your percentage of blame is. A lot of comments rolling in there. Troy even brought up the front office. Maybe we'll, we'll lump that into the coaching side of things, too. A to Z Sports here live from a Moe's Original Barbecue, but we're live here for a Moments Peace Salon and Day Spa because they're right next door to where we're at in Moe's, a momentspeace.com slash Christmas. If you want to be a hero for the holidays, or maybe you're struggling for that last thing, right? Like you think you've got everything buttoned up and you've got all the gifts you need, but you need something to put it over the top, a momentspeace.com slash Christmas. You, you can spin a little, or you can go lavish. You can do the whole thing, or just a, a gift card. And a gift card will help you win the holiday season because a $100 gift card at Moments Peace will make the Christmas season for uh, your loved one. They can get a facial, uh, manicure, pedicure, full massage. They've got so many different things over next door at a Moments Peace Salon and Day Spa. So all you've got to do, go to the website today, amomentspeace.com slash Christmas, and win this holiday season. Yeah, and our girl Liz said at the beginning of the show, watching yesterday's game, they need a moment. I mean, yeah, fans are, are clenched fists, and I'm sure you're tight through the shoulders and the upper back. They can, they actually have a, a neck and shoulders 45 minute massage. That's perfect uh, for what you guys might need after watching that game. There you go. We're going to get to your comments here in a second, but don't forget BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. They got games going on today and tomorrow because of code of pro- protocols that got moved. So, tons of football. Man, it's going to be a great football week. Troy Aikman actually said it yesterday pretty perfectly. The NFL is going to get a real, another real test to see how football hungry the nation is. Tuesday night football, that's more money, more money opportunity. That means the NFL is going to think about it. So bet MGM. You can bet on those games. Download the app today. All right, so I'm going to try to read some of these comments because you guys are splitting up your, uh, your uh, blame pies quite a bit. Juan says coaches 45%, supporting cast at 35 and Tannehill at 20%. Uh, I don't know if that – I think you might have gone over there. No, that's a, that's that's right. Good job. Good math. Tyler says 80s for supporting cast, 15 coach, 5% Tannehill. MB says coaches are 50%, Tannehill 20%, cast at 30%. Sam says coaches 50%, QB 25 and 25 for the supporting cast. A lot of coaches with the higher percentage. Yeah, which I'm, I'm kind of surprised at. Um, so Max says Tannehill 20% because he's working with practice squad guys, coaching 40, J-Rob 40. So I guess supporting cast and J-Rob go in hand in hand there. Showmode says Tannehill 30, coaching 30, supporting cast 30, no leadership on offense on 10. Well, I think you can take that no leadership on offense from 10 and put that on top of Tannehill if that's how Showmode feels about it. Yeah. Zach, what's your blame pie? So the majority, I actually agree with the chat, the majority of the blame goes to the coaching staff. It's like anything. They're in charge. They make the game plans. I know that they don't execute on the field, but we've been critical of Todd Downing and Mike Vrabel, and it goes to turnovers, it goes to discipline, it goes to all the things that they say that they coach. Coaching, for me, gets 60% of the blame. It's the majority of the blame. 60% because they're up 
13 to three at halftime, right? The yeah. defense has done everything that they need to do. The offense just needs to be efficient, run the football, play good defense, don't make mistakes. They don't do that. They make mistakes. They play good defense, but they can't execute, right? And so what do they do? They get themselves in a bind, and now all of a sudden they're playing with the lead. They're playing with the lead. All of a sudden it's tied. Now all of a sudden they're they're coming from behind with four minutes left to go, and they don't have the players, the supporting cast. So 60%, I'm going 30%. With supporting cast. I think that's a massive way. I only give 10% blame to Ryan Tannehill because there's only so much he can do with the pieces that he has. I do give a little, I don't usually give grace. I get a little bit of grace when it comes to Ryan Tannehill. Up front, they need to block for him. But when he throws the football, he's throwing not to Julio Jones. He's injured. He's in the locker room. He's nowhere to be found. He can't hold hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. And you see a lot of analysts now, They're start, and they, they showed the graphic on the screen yesterday during the game. A lot of people saw this. The difference between Ryan Tannehill with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill without Derrick Henry. Tannehill's probably, Tannehill can't play at the elite level that we've seen him play before mm-hmm. without Derrick Henry. Confirmed. We know that now. Well, and you watched Tom Brady last night, 9 nothing, right? That had to hurt you. <laughs> as a Bucks fan, but what happens to Tom? No, no Lenny, no Mike Evans, no Godwin, no points. Right. So that's why I, I give 10% blame to, to Ryan Tannehill. This supporting cast sucks. I'll just say it. They know it. We all know it. And it brings up a conversation I would like to have before we get to your percentage. Okay. Austin, because man, you're going to make me hold on to my math equation. Yeah. Well, you, you write it down. It's it's, you got plenty of uh, time to do okay, that. All right. For the supporting cast, they, and I did not think that I would say this this year, they need, needed Josh Reynolds. Because Josh Reynolds would have been the best wide receiver that they would have today. That didn't work out. It's, it's all in the past. You can't do anything about what happened between Titans and what happened between Josh Reynolds. And Josh Reynolds, on a... If you watched any of the Lions game yesterday, and I did because I lost, you know, 150 bucks on a parlay <laughs> because the Cardinals can't get a money line bet against the Lions in Detroit. Yeah, Josh Reynolds is helping Jared Goff. He is doing something that Ryan Tannehill is not getting from Rick Westbrook-Ikina. He's not getting it from these guys that they can't get open. They can't do it. Not Chester Rogers, practice squad guy. Nick Westbrook-Ikina, not a starter. Julio Jones, not available. They they don't have the guys. They need, and it's just crazy, they need Josh Reynolds right now. But he's not available because they screwed the pooch on that relationship early on in this season. I I would like to address the Josh Reynolds situation, and then I will give you my blame pie. But real quick, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai, quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up. There's still time to go look at your vehicle. Maybe it's before Christmas. Maybe it's after. They've got specials. They've got deals. A to Z sports.com. That's where you can find their ads. Then you go, that directs you directly to WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Look at their inventory. They got the Palisade full-size SUV. They got the Sonata and the Elantra, which is the sedans. They've got a smaller SUV in the Santa Fe. Your perfect make and model is waiting for you right there 
at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. All right, A to Z Sports live uh, from a moment's peace salon and day spa. Don't forget, BetMGM, download the app today. Use that code ATOZ Sports uh, for risk free bet up to uh, $1,000 after your first deposit. Uh, so, uh, right there, Josh Reynolds yesterday in a 30 to 12 win for the Lions, he had six catches on six targets, 68 yards, and a touchdown for the Lions in the win. So, Zach, you mentioned Josh Reynolds, no doubt, as he's proving he can play. As AJ, Julio, <laughs> and Marcus Johnson have all been unavailable due to several different injuries, Josh Reynolds would be the top wide receiver for the Titans without those three guys. By a pretty wide margin, too. That's yeah, the crazy yeah, because part. Because it's NWI, who I think is a solid number four, but he's playing as number one right now. He's playing three spots ahead of his ability. It's not going to go very well. Hey, hey you go Chester, tell your buddies, hey, uh, a solid four. Chester, that's, that's what that is. Chester Rogers is a solid slot receiver when you have A.J. Brown and Julio Jones outside of him. When when you've got Chester Rogers with NWI and racing math and freaking Cody Hollister outside of you, Chester Rogers is not that impressive of a slot receiver anymore because you don't have to worry about anybody outside. But Josh Reynolds did not want to be here. And the situation is unfortunate. It's bad timing because you thought you had healthy AJ, you thought you had healthy Julio, and you thought you had healthy Marcus Johnson. And Josh Reynolds was inactive because he did not provide enough value. He was not cracking the top three when those three guys were healthy. And he doesn't play special teams, so he was inactive. And Josh Reynolds has to think about himself. It's not all about Josh Reynolds hold and on, that disgruntled relationship, hold on, hold on. though. It, but – Josh Reynolds signed a one-year deal for $1.75 million to go prove it, to go get more money after this. And he could not prove it. And The Titans it. weren't allowing him to prove Zach, it. Zach, he could not. Why? Why do you say that? Because the, the, the Lions are allowing him to prove it. Because the Lions don't have anybody good. The Titans don't have anybody good. Zach, you have to. No, 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 no. You have to. Bingo. Un- Zach, did you not? Did you ignore the timeline that I said? At the time, Josh Reynolds was inactive. Because he could not crack A.J., Julio, and Marcus Johnson. Well, Marcus Johnson cost Josh Reynolds his Titan season. That, that, that's fine, but Julio was notorious for injuries, right? You traded for him, and he wasn't going to be the 28-year-old wide receiver that we know Julio Jones to be. He wasn't going to be that. You make that relationship but, work, but, and they didn't. And, and maybe they tried, and Josh Reynolds asked for his release. Obviously. And so when, when somebody says they don't want to be here, you don't want them there. Because Josh Reynolds, I believe, was sold a bill of goods that didn't work out in his favor, right? He signed that one-year prove-it deal but before you, Julio but was— you, but, but, you, no, no, but, but the Titans, and I don't know if the Titans did this or not, they needed to go to Josh Reynolds after they traded for Julio Jones, and they need to sit down and talk to him and say, look, this is the situation. You're going to have the ability to compete, but Julio Jones, we had to go out and get a big-time guy because we believe he was a, a key part in getting us to a Super Bowl. You're still part of this team. You're still part of this roster. We're going to need you down the stretch. But now they don't have him. Look, and, I know it's all in the past. You and, can't do and anything. And, all I'm criticizing is, that relationship between the Titans and Josh Reynolds that did not work out, I think the Titans are now kicking themselves to say, maybe it's like it's like a previous relationship. What could you have done better? There's both sides. Josh Reynolds probably could have done better, and the Titans could have done better. But now Josh Reynolds is thriving in a new team. He's thriving, and the Titans don't have anybody to throw to. Right, but again, you can't, like, 
I can and Joe, I, no, I, I have. No, you can't. Hindsight is that, but but it's not. But it's now so that's much. Not how, it's, but we talked about the blame pie. That's 30%. Not, that's not how reality happened, though. Reality happened that Josh Reynolds could not crack the game day roster because of his unavailability through the entire offseason. Like, you have to put all this on Josh Reynolds' shoulders. You would take the Lions wide receiving core over the Titans wide receiving core today in a heartbeat. I don't know who they have outside of Josh Reynolds. And uh, St. Brown is I'm on Ross St. Brown? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's better a, than anything the Titans He's a right rookie now. too, right? Or is that his brother? I'm on Ross St. Brown and his, uh, and his yeah, he's, young, I don't Equinemius St. Brown. I'm on Ross a rookie or second year. Equinemius St. Brown is up in Green Bay. But anyway, so Josh Reynolds was expendable. Josh Reynolds was not happy. Josh Reynolds is also at fault for not being happy because he could not stay healthy. And he lost his opportunity. Marcus Johnson beat his ass out. And then when Josh Reynolds got, got opportunity, when Julio and AJ got hurt earlier in the season, he didn't do anything with it. So what did he have to do? He went back to, like, why is Josh Reynolds thriving in Detroit, as you say? It's because he's back there with his boy, Jared Goff. Maybe, maybe that's the only wide receiver quarterback duo that they can have success with. Like maybe maybe Josh Reynolds just needs Jared Goff to help him out. No, Jared, we, you talked about St. Brown. He's having a great year with Jared Goff. T.J. Hawkinson, your boy Hawkeye, before he got hurt and put on IR, uh, I'm not, he was having I'm, an I'm okay met, year. I'm not saying this about Jared Goff. I'm saying this about Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, it, it wasn't working here. It was not working with Josh Reynolds. That's on Josh Reynolds. Obviously, but all I'm doing is and a lot of the chat have brought up Khalif Raymond, who coincidentally is in Detroit and who, who we're talking about. They let Khalif Raymond go, and here's the problem with what the Titans did. They bet, and they lost, right? In blackjack, sometimes you hit, sometimes you bust. Chester Rogers is better than Khalif Raymond. They they busted. Uh, That's debate. It's it's close, so it doesn't really matter, right? He is better. Uh, They busted on their tight end. Yes. They busted on that. Ferkser's making mistakes not helping your team. And we know the ceiling of Pruitt and Swaim as pass receivers, right? So they have nobody to throw to. That's why, look, I concentrate my blame pie, and, and I am curious for yours. 60% goes to the coaching staff because 13 turnovers in three losses is pathetic. That is discipline. That is not Titan football. That's not smart. That's not intelligent. And that's not physical. And that's what their entire – it's plastered all over their facility. I sat there and I gave 30% blame to these cast of characters that I've been criticizing. They have nobody, they're looking around and nobody is able to make plays when they need to make them. When you get, when you get down by six points, you get four minutes left to go, they can't go score. There's no belief that they can go score. And I think Titans fans would share that. There's no belief. When they were driving down the field, kind of surprised, uh, oh, how effective the run was during that drive that they should have been doing the third third quarter. But I felt like Titans fans watching that, they were like, ah, oh, man, we just don't have the horses to score a touchdown. No, no. And, so, then, and then my last 10% of Tannehill, because I think he looks around, I think he's playing hard. I think we found out who Ryan Tannehill is without Derrick Henry. He's probably... Well, it's not he, just... You he's below Zach, half you, you, uh, when it comes to... He's not a top 10 quarterback. He's probably close to 20. You can't say we figured out who Ryan Tannehill is without Derrick Henry. You have to add without Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones. You can't just say without Derrick Henry because he's, he doesn't have anybody. And, and his offensive line's not doing him any favors either. I mean, and he, so, like, again, my, my point is he had Julio not, Jones against Jacksonville, and they didn't look that offense did not well, look they, stellar. Right. But they, they put it in cruise control and they sat Julio for load, Julio load management, 
in the second half because they knew Jacksonville couldn't do squat and they didn't turn the ball over. Right. So my blame pie, as we've drum rolled and waiting for a long time on this, right. I go 50% supporting cast. They're the ones that are messing this up. Like, don't get me. I am the biggest anti Todd Downing guy. I think in Nashville Titans media, I don't, I don't think anybody else in Titans media is as loud as I am about Todd Downing. So, but 50% supporting cast. Todd Downing is not fumbling. Todd Downing is not dropping passes. Todd Downing's not missing blocks. The running backs are missing blocks. The alignment's missing blocks. The running backs are dropping passes. So are the wide receivers, and then everybody's fumbling. Even though even the Ben Jones, Ryan Tannehill exchange where Tannehill said that's never happened before in the thousands of times those two guys have done an under center snap. But it just happened then, just all of a sudden. There you go. Why not? So, t- but 50% of the blame is on the supporting cast of Ryan Tannehill. I go 40% on Todd Downing and the coaching staff because the scheme sucks. It's, and, I, and I listened to uh, Mickey Ryan, Blaine Bishop, and Kevin Dyson on the way home from Mill Creek Brewery yesterday. Blaine nailed it. And Dice nailed it. Blaine's been nailing some Dude, stuff. Dude, me, me and Blaine, I, I, have, I give so many like virtual fist bumps to Blaine with things that he says, and he likes my tweets all the time too. So, but Blaine's and Dyson said, they're just calling plays in the playbook. They're just calling plays. They're not scheming up how to get these guys open. They're calling the same plays that they would call. And you, and you talked about this. Is get your bucket. How are you going to – who's – what's Julio's play? They're just calling random-ass plays like you're playing a video game and not scheming open these guys who struggle to create separation themselves. Well, so I, I, I'm not making an excuse. I would maybe combat that Do with a question. Your, your majority of your blame is on the supporting cast. Yes, because they are making the does, – Do the supporting casts have the bucket? Right, we talked about Paul Pierce's spot. They just Kobe's spot. Look, I, 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 like, do these guys even have a spot? <laughs> they may not. No, but you've got to at least try to scheme open a layup. <laughs> Can you not set a they back can't screen make a layup. and get? I mean, ah, I, I watched. They get blocked at the rim. I, I was. I mentioned this earlier. They use the right hand on the left side. Every <laughs> every time the Titans kick a field goal in the red zone, I go back and look at what happened on the three downs before that. And a lot of times the Titans throw on early on those downs and get themselves in a third and have to pass situation. And that doesn't go very well because they can't protect and they can't get open. And they certainly can't catch the ball reliably. So Todd Downing, first down and 10 on the 16 yard line. He calls an empty set pass play and he throws it to Dontrell Hilliard over the middle who Hilliard was open. So the, the play call wasn't bad. The decision to maybe put Hilliard in that position was probably not correct, but we're nitpicking because the throw was accurate. The throw was on time. The running back was open. Hilliard dropped the pass. And that would have set up second and four on the 10. And now you got, now you just run the ball three times or twice before you get a first down. But the drop pass, because your supporting cast isn't good enough to play consistent football is why you're in that situation. And Racy McMath with a weird fumble. Ferkser with a fumble. The tip pass interception was a good defensive play. Again, I don't know what happened on the botch snap. But in like Foreman fumbled, Hilliard fumbled against New England. You've got Des Fitzpatrick creating interceptions by running the routes the wrong way against Houston. The supporting cast 
is the majority of the reason of why the turnovers are happening. But they can win because of how good their defense is playing if they eliminate those. Yes, and so I think, like, you to answer your question about do they have that spot that they can go get a bucket, they just can't have a moving screen that ruins the play. They just can't dribble it off their foot or pass the ball out of bounds from a miscommunication. Like, any other basketball reference you want to make, they just can't mess it up. Just catch it, go down, don't fumble it, and live to play another down. They're ruining – the supporting cast is ruining momentum. And so that's why they get 50% of the blame. 40% of the blame goes on the coaches for not scheming them up better because I feel like they're just calling plays. And then 10% is on Ryan Tanner. Let's talk about this comment from NHVACR underscore on YouTube. And I've seen that name. That he watches the show. He or she. Yes. Henry covered all the holes. I believe that Todd Downing, and it's unfortunate, nobody wants your best player to go out, right? It makes everything more difficult. Everybody's job more difficult. But I think it really shows who a coach is when you do take out your best player and how do you survive the rest of the season? I thought against LA on prime time, they got their defense played so well to give them the lead. And then they were able to not screw it up, right? Yeah, because like, let's go back to the Rams game, right? The Titans got up early, quick. How? One, David Long interception, first and goal in the three, touchdown. Uh, Tannehill, right? Then what after that? Kevin Byard, pick six. The job's done. They can score from the three or the four. What happened yesterday? They can't score from the 20. What happened yesterday? <laughs> yesterday, the only touchdown was Chester Rogers at a 55-yard punt return to give you the ball on the 25-yard line. And so you had a 25-yard drive to score a touchdown. That's how you score a touchdown. You, they, could, they couldn't finish the two field goal drives. Were long, meticulous drives down the field. And when you do that, when you have to have double-digit play drives, you're allowing these role players, these practice squad-level guys who are elevated, more plays mean more opportunities to screw it up. So here is my philosophy, and it has been for some weeks now. And it, I don't think it will work. And it kind of leads us into the Julio Jones thing. The Titans are betting on flipping on a switch. That hasn't been turned on. You know, like uh, you have a, an attic or something, right? That you haven't been to in a year. You're, but you're now it's time to go get your Christmas lights, right? Mm -hmm. You go in there and you're expecting that light to turn on. But it doesn't. And then you think, well, that makes sense. I haven't turned that switch on in a year. Something's gone wrong. Right. The Titans are betting on going to the attic, getting Derrick Henry back, and getting A.J. Brown back, and Julio Jones, and that's why this conversation kind of leads into that. I just don't think that switch is going to turn on. I think there's maybe a small percentage, but I don't think when Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown return, it's just going to say, all right, playoff mode. Let's let and they got to make the playoffs. They got to figure out what seed they are in the playoffs. They're probably not going to get the buy in the playoffs, so they're going to start the first weekend of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that switch to the playoff attic is going to just flicker and then shine bright. I think it's going to be like switch off, on, off, on, off, off. Why is Derrick Henry not gaining 250 yards on the game? Well, why why is A.J. Brown not running the routes the, the way that he used to? Well, because they haven't been doing that. 
that's, I think, my fear. And I think Titans fans should be fearful of that switch and that Titans playoff attic light not coming on. And so, who, and who will Julio Jones even be in the picture? And that leads us to our next conversation because I, I did, I did see where somebody commented that um, that the Titans have misevaluated wide receivers, which I, I found an interesting comment that they misevaluated their wide receiver depth. And that made me think, how many wide receivers have the Titans played in a game this season? 11. The, the Titans have played 11 wide receivers in games this season. And 10 of them aren't good. <laughs> they that include Julio? I mean, look at his, look at what he's done. And so that made me also think, how many guys in camp did they have that haven't played? Two, Kalijah Lipscomb and Fred Brown. Those are the only two guys who are here in training camp that have not played an actual game. So the wide receiver depth evaluation was pretty good. They just all got hurt because Kim Batson would be pretty nice right now. You forget about that. Yeah, but Kim Kim Batson. I don't think if Kim Batson's on the field on that last drive, he scored a touchdown. No, but uh, but so I, so he's not. I'm not saying so. He so was, then it doesn't matter. Uh, but but you're miss. But I'm saying your depth hurts so much because your solid depth guys have gotten hurt with Marcus Johnson and Cam Batson. And guys, and, and we say. I mean, I think it's every show we get a question. And Van asks, so will Titans fans see Golden Tate? I don't think he's good enough. If if Gold Tate's been here for like five weeks, I mean, what does he is he hurt? Is he like that? Doesn't it doesn't make any sense? I think actions speak louder than words. They told us they signed Golden Tate, and then the actions are he's not on the roster, he's not active, he's 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 practicing, and so they've evaluated him. They've had enough time to evaluate him. You know, Adrian Peterson, they just you know threw him threw him in the mix. They actually figured out when he was playing, he wasn't good enough, right? But you can throw a running back into the mix a lot easier than throwing a but, wide receiver. But, but four weeks, you know? No, I, no, I'm, no. I, at the point, like, I understood not playing Golden Tate for the Texans game and the Patriots game to allow for the bye week to be able to reacclimate. Three weeks was plenty of time. Now it's getting ridiculous. Now it's the fact that Golden Tate's in the practice squad and he's probably going to stay there because they found out that he's not any good, right? So let's ask it. All right, so I've got this. Um, I think I found the play where Julio Jones re-injured his hamstring again. But first, let me tell you guys about our sponsor, Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They can help you out in so many different ways. Find out how much your home can rent for by going to RentersWarehouse.com. They can create extra cash flow for you and your family uh, by renting out your property instead of selling it. That's long-term equity, long-term wealth, and retirement plan ready just by doing that. And if you think being a, a landlord sounds like a lot of work, it's not because you're not the landlord. They're the landlord. You're the, you own the property. Renters Warehouse does all the work for you. You just get the money. You reap the rewards and benefits of being an owner of property, of rental property, uh, and set yourself up for the long run and create extra cash flow for you and your family, simply head to renterswarehouse.com. A to Z Sports, we are broadcasting live here for Moe's Barbecue in Cool Springs, but right across the street, right next door, 
a moment's peace salon in baseball. Go to a momentspeace.com slash Christmas. There's still time. That's kind of the best part. Part Christmas at the end of this week. You can go online, a momentspeace.com slash Christmas, buy a gift card. Boom. There it is. That present could put you over the edge for whoever it is. If it's your mom, if it's your wife, if it uh, maybe your sister, sisters, the perfect gift. Or, and Austin, you've done this couples massage. Oh, yeah. You double down, and actually, uh, it works out better. With the couples massage, I mean, I gift a couples massage to my wife a couple times a year because I get included. Right? It's great. We go, we go to a moment's piece, I don't know, four times a year for a couples massage. I always say it's like giving shampoo. You can both use it right except, there. Except this is way better. Right. right. <laughs> uh, yes, on that scale. But, yes, yeah, you both can utilize this. A momentspeace.com slash Chris. All right, so uh, the play that I think Julio Jones re-got hurt, uh, and so a couple re-got, re-got hurt. That was a really weird way to say that. But uh, a couple, Michael says he re-injured it on the fumble play by Ferkshire trying to make the tackle, and then somebody else uh, said uh, that he re-injured it making the – yeah, Bobby says he started taking plays off after the Ferkshire fumble. So that's not correct. Now, <laughs> Anthony Ferkser fumbled. Julio Jones made the tackle. Did right? what a football and, player And it was a do. good effort play. And he might have been out there limping a little bit after that uh, tackle. But that's not what happened. After. He played 10 snaps the next drive. Because what was that, that long drive? How many plays was it? Like 13-something plays on the field goal drive right before half? Oh, yeah, the field goal drive. The field goal drive was... <laughs> 19 plays for 64 yards and 10 minutes and 17 seconds. Julio played 10 of those plays. And there was a couple runs early in the drive that he was out. But when I was watching, he was running explosive routes on those 10 snaps when he was running routes. He ran a couple, uh, he ran a go route. The, in, the Nick Westbrook Akine drop on the go route. Julio ran a go route on the opposite side and he came off the ball looking fine. There was a couple other hitch routes, intermediate hitch routes, and he came off the ball looking explosive. The play, that his last play of the game was second and goal from the nine where he ran like a deep, like a deep slant slash post over the top of the safety. And I think he, I think he stumbled at the very end. And I think that's might've been, because you didn't see him after that. He was out third and goal at the four. After that play, he was not in. Well, maybe we can find out a little bit when the All-22 is released this afternoon to see, because you just get a better view, right? You're kind of, you're at the mercy of the broadcast. The broadcast showed him, because that's all they said. Hey, Tony and and Nance were at least, they had the A-team on. Yes. So, as he stumbled out of that route, he went out of the screen for the broadcast because they zoomed in on NWY with the catch and Julio was out of the screen, but that's where I think it happened. And so the all 22 comes out 24 hours after the game. So it's not available to us this morning, but he played 10 snaps and looked like he was fine with his route ability after the first or fumble tackle. That uh, you, you know, I had a feeling when he came back and, that and he wasn't gonna stay. Yuri says he heard it on the first play on the go route. No, Yuri, no, that's not like he played a well, lot of well, snaps. We, so to be fair to Yuri and to everybody, we don't singularly know, right? But when I'm the, wa- we, 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 this is all assumptions, and that's all we can do. But we don't singularly know because, and I say this to because Julio Jones had a hamstring injury. 
He's had a hamstring injury through the course of the entire season, right? Since he injured it in training camp, essentially. Or, I mean, we actually we don't, don't, we don't know. know what happened. <laughs> we, we don't know a damn thing because Vrabel doesn't talk about injuries. So, Julio Jones has been struggling and dealing with this for some time. When it comes to a hamstring and it's not 100%, and maybe you're thinking about it, or maybe it, it gets I, 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 I you guess, start to alter the way that you run. I get what you're saying, and NB says, Austin, no one knows, including you. I guess that that's fair. That's fair. But what I'm saying is I, I, I watched for this, and I re- went back and rewatched the Ferkser fumble. I see what people are saying about the maybe limping a little bit. I don't think that was it. Now, he did extend himself to go make the, the tackle after the fumble, but then I watched the next 10 snaps that he played on the following drive, and he was exploding off the line of scrimmage on his routes. His routes were short. They were fast. There was no look that he was dealing with a hamstring injury. It, like, you can tell if a guy's running with a tight hamstring. He was not they, looking like he ran with a tight hamstring. They needed the- Julio Jones in that fourth quarter. God bless. They needed him on third and goal at the four the play after he went out and they needed him on fourth and, and six. And that's why I feel like it's that play because it's second and goal at the nine and he's in there and he runs a route down into the end zone. They didn't throw it to him. But they no, yeah, they don't throw it to him. They never throw it to him. So they again, pay this guy $15 but, million. Dollars, they never throw it to him. But you need him on third and goal at the four and Tannehill got sacked because nobody could get open because Julio was on the sidelines. That's why I think it happened there because he wasn't on the field third and goal at the four that just breathes throw it to julio third and goal at the four just throw it to the back pylon let him go get it they don't know what his bucket is we i mean we i said you watch any highlights from 2011 to 2018 or 19. they don't know what his bucket is uh todd downing doesn't know what julio jones's bucket how do you get to your spot i don't think they know and they because all year long since they traded for him they haven't, they haven't done a lot of work together, right? We're going to be saying this in the offseason. I don't even know what's going to happen to Julio Jones. Man, the offseason is going to be explosive. But but the offseason, Julio Jones, I mean, I, I still think they won't know in April of next year. When they start drafting players, they still won't know. I mean, hey, Todd, well, he probably won't even be here. Uh, hey, Vrabel, what's Julio Jones's bucket? What really, what is the route that if you need a, let's say, a, I don't know, a fourth and six to kind of <laughs> continue a drive and possibly win, the win a game in the, in the AFC on the road and your best player because A.J. Brown is out and Derrick Henry is recovering from foot surgery, what would Julio's best route and best play be? And then my follow-up question would be, would you throw it to him, right? Yeah. This is the issue, the over- this, this I, know, I know what Vrabel's answer is. His answer is, well, yeah, we run those, we call those plays. It's just that the reads don't allow for that throw to be made. That's that's what his answer would well, be. Well, you know what the Rams do? And you know what Matthew Stafford do? Throw it anyway. They make sure Cooper Cup gets the football. Yes. Uh, the Vikings. You know who they make sure gets the football? Justin Jefferson. You know who made sure A.J. Brown got the football? Arthur Smith. You know who's not this year? Todd Downing. They, they don't, Todd, they don't do guess, that. Todd Downing doesn't have a feel for the game he, as a play caller. He doesn't. Like, I don't think he knows what the run versus pass, what is the right decision for his football team in key situations because he typically does the opposite. All right, here's the question. And this is also going to be speculation because we don't know the severity of 
the re-injured of the re-injured of the re-injured of the tweak of the hamstring. And you know what? If I if I hear Julio Jones at a press conference say, I feel good, I may kill myself. Or what hamstring? I feel good. I like that's all we've heard, but all we've seen is I don't feel very good. <laughs> right? So here's the question. What do the Titans do with Julio Jones moving forward? There's a couple of options. Not all of them are good. <laughs> yeah, uh, there are a couple options. Let's ask that question. Get your answers. What should the Titans do with Julio Jones moving forward? For real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Hey, we're in Franklin Cool Springs area right now. Bone and Joint Institute is right down the road from where we're at here in a moment. It's peaceful on in baseball. So boneandjointtn.org, whenever an injury happens in your life, Make sure you know who to go to, who to trust. They've got over a dozen doctors there at the Bone and Joint Institute who specialize in any type of joint injury you can have. They can do the, the surgery there, the rehab there, all the consultations, whatever it's at. They've also got clinics in Thompson Station, Brentwood, and in Nolensville for your convenience or the main campus in Franklin, right off of I-65 and Highway 96, boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports as we broadcast live from Moe's, but right next door to a moment's peace. Also powered by BetMGM. If you look at Austin Shirt, BetMGM powers us every single morning. They can power you to fill your pockets, fill your wallet with some, maybe some cash. You got NFL games tonight, NFL games tomorrow. Download the app today, BetMGM. You use that promo code A to Z Sports. Risk free bet up to $1,000. That's BetMGM. Download the app today. Yeah, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call Tennessee Redline at 800-869-9789. All right, Zach, um, what should the Titans do with Julio Jones moving forward? So David brings up, keep him active. Get whatever you can out of him. No coincident offense got worse once he left the game, which is true, David. I, I can't deny that, right? Uh, Wilbur says wrap them in bubble wrap, save them for the playoffs, try to turn that switch on. Chris says if he goes on IR again, he's done. Right. So I'd sit him until the playoffs. So keep him on the offer or keep him on the roster and kind of save him. I think there's two things to this. And we don't know, I repeat, the severity of the hamstring right now. I don't know if it's worse than it was before he went on IR earlier in the season, if it's better, if he still feels good. I don't know. It's what, and I think that matters, what you think the Titans should do and what the Titans will actually do. But it all is based on the hamstring, right? Yeah. And the doctor's assessment on in how many weeks? They got four weeks left until the playoffs well i'm kind of counting oh, the playoff oh, yeah, weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. so let's say four weeks give or take is that enough time for this hamstring to give you one game right well it uh it did give them one game against the jags yeah but he, that, that was four weeks how many snaps did he play um he played a, he played a lot in the first half then the game was over so they just didn't play him right well, unfortunately, you don't want that to happen in the and then again, on he, the other side. He played a decent amount of snaps yesterday in the first half before he got hurt. And here's what I also don't know. Did how much did halftime play a factor in this? Maybe you tweak something on that drive before half. You go inside in the locker room, you get cold for 15 minutes, and then it tightens up. Because remember, Mike Keith, they reported on Titans radio that he wasn't on the sideline to start the second half. So how much, what happened at halftime? Did he, did he get tight 
in halftime of not keeping it loose. I, I don't know. These are all questions that we'll never find the answer to. But what do you do? You can't put him on IR. No, I mean, he, it looks like or appears that he re-injured it in the first half. And halftime just, I think, gave him some time to think about it. To say, I, I mean, I don't know. He looked fine when he was running those routes until his last play. And that's – so G-Man says – Put him on IR so we can stop letting him be a distraction. I don't think he's a distraction. I don't think he is either. I just think he's, he's, the he's fans, not. The fans and the media, sure. But I don't think he's a distraction internally. Yeah, I don't either. Do you have your answer? Yeah, I think you you don't play him against the Niners. Well, no, hell no. <laughs> you, he's not playing. You probably don't play him against the Dolphins. No, you don't. Absolutely. And you kind of have a situational uh, what's – what. What do you have against the if Are you in a win and in game situation against the Texans? Fair. Which is so ridiculous. And it's about to happen. They were eight and two. Eight and two. Three. And we're, and we're talking about winning in. Eight and two plus the tie break over the division rival Indianapolis Colts, right? Early in the season. They now, again, you still got two games over the Colts because they're a game behind you, but they have to be a full game ahead of you. So the number is still two. The Titans win two of these last three, and they're not they're underdogs against the Niners, two and a half. They're they're facing two good teams out of these three. Two two teams that are playing a lot better than the Titans. They're good teams. I, I, the 49ers, I don't know. I, the 49ers are sneaky where they could surge and make a playoff run because they have experience. They get a good head coach, they play good defense. That's that's and, right. And they've been to a Super Bowl with this kind of constructed team that's the problem the right? problem is the Niners and the Dolphins have gotten hot and now they're playing for something the Dolphins are the type of team that lose like the the, the Dolphins I don't see making that big playoff run but the Niners if they lose if they lose on Thursday and the Colts beat the Cardinals the, the Niners are a sixth spot in the NFC what right happens now? if the, the uh, Titans lose to the Niners and the Colts win to the Cardinals then the Titans are still, if the Colts beat the Cardinals, and the Titans are still ahead of the Colts, but their records are the same. So now it makes it even more on the next two games. Yes. The Titans, it, the number is still two. Whether it's two Titans wins, one Titans win, one Colts loss, or two Colts losses and no Titans wins, the number is two. This is just a collapse. So uh, to go back now to it's the two, You need two out of six results to go your way. So th that's still a pretty good chance that you're going to have it. They out. don't have the coaching or the supporting cast, that we, or they turn the football over. So I think you're right. I, you kind of changed my mind a little bit. My initial thought was you keep them on the roster, depending on the severity, right? If the hamstring is not going to heal in four weeks, you just put them on IR and you go try to find a guy off the street, another guy off the street. If you feel that he can come back in four weeks and help you in the playoffs, or if he can help you in a win or end situation in Houston, you just sit him down. I think that's what they'll do. The good thing the Titans – here's the craziness about the Titans. because We just talked about the AFC South, right? The Titans were really close to winning that game yesterday with four turnovers. I'll say it one more time. They were. The Houston. Same thing. No, I know, yeah, they, but they, that's the benefit. The Titans, the good thing the Titans have is the defense will have them, give them an opportunity to win every game. The no, rest okay, of but no, but here is the issue. That may be 
correct? I mean, that is true. No, but here's the problem. Oh, there's plenty of problems. They don't have the players to win those games. The NFL, look, welcome to the NFL. If you're watching this show, you've watched plenty of NFL football. You get close games every week. And in the playoffs, they usually get closer, right? You can't make the mistake. Look at the AFC Championship game in Kansas City. They get up 10-0, then they start making mistakes. They can't tackle Patrick Mahomes. They lose by 10. Like, you have close games in the NFL. Do you have the players and the discipline to win those games? Bad teams don't. Good teams do. The Titans are a bad team. The Titans are a bad team. No. They are. They're right a, now, they are a bad right team. Right now, they're not a good team. I don't know if they're a bad team because the, def- the defense is too good to call them a bad team, in, in my opinion. I just – the Steelers suck. I agree, but yeah, the Houston Texans blow. I know, and I don't think the Patriots are that. The Jets superb. are no good. These are the losses that I, they've accrued. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. So like, I, I don't. The defense is too good the, for me to call the Titans a bad team. I'm not trying to to turn this podcast into just bro podcast, but all of those adjectives or description words describing those losses, absolutely true. Bad. And with AJ, but, but look, I will say this: with AJ Brown and Derrick Henry back, I do not believe that they are a bad team. So, can a maybe slightly above average team get to the Super Bowl? Rarely. Yeah, but they're but if they have any chance to win a playoff game, they've got to have all these guys back. But this season, Austin, when you trade for Julio Jones, and we talked about it. It's more about just winning a playoff game. Oh, no doubt, but. I mean, we that's kind of this. I, but right now, like, stoop to that sure, level. sure. But right now, you're in a situation where you got to save your division. Like that's what you're gonna save the division. They've been in save the division mode since they were eight and two. But yeah, but here's the weird thing. They were that close to being the one seed in the AFC. Still, like that's how more. That's how crazy the AFC is this but year. This is the NFL. Yeah, I know. That's, I know. Like. We can't be surprised about this, right? Unfortunately, it was surprising that the Lions beat the Cardinals. But the Lions were kind of bound for a, an actual win, right? Like a, a solidifying win that they got yesterday. If you've watched them, they have not. And we talked about the Jags quitting on their coach, and their coach is no longer there. The Lions are not quitting on Dan Campbell. No. And you saw that. Close games happen. The Titans don't have the capacity on their roster to win those. And they're, man, the 49ers and Dolphins, if I'm a Titans fan, I'd be very, very concerned that they're going to lose those two games. Niners have been really good as of late. The crazy thing is the Niners are one and four in the division. It's going to be, I mean, prime time. Niners have won five of their last six. Dolphins have won how many in a row? Six out of their last six. (laughs) Yeah, they've won six, six in a row? No. Yeah. Yep. Man, they were one and seven. They were one and seven. Now look at the opponents that they've won those six against. Uh, Texans, Ravens, Jets, <laughs> Panthers, Giants, Jets. So there's the so Ravens win. I don't remember that game, so I can't t- say much about like how that game. Oh, that was the uh, it was a Monday night game. Yes, it was a primetime game. Yeah, which uh, it, it was a surprise. It was in Miami. That Lamar, they lost that game. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the Ravens were atop the the right, AFC right, at that time. Right, but yeah, Texans two against the Jets, one Panthers, one Giants. 
I mean, that's not like exactly murderer's row, right? Well, prime time on Thursday night. Any good team they've played, they've lost the Bills twice. They've lost the Raiders, the Colts, the Bucks, the and they've also lost to the Jags and the Falcons. So the, the Dolphins have lost the bad teams too. So, They're a different team now than they were when they were. Sure, sure. All right, it is eSports here live on this Monday, live for a moment's peace salon and day spa here at uh, Moe's Original Barbecue next door to a moment's peace, a momentspeace.com slash Christmas to win your holiday gift giving a momentspeace.com slash Christmas. That's all you got to do. You ready for bad sales job? I am. All right. Bad sales job to wrap up this Monday show. Uh, but real quick, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the pulse of fitness, one 15 minute workout. It was five plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com. Your first workout. Absolutely free. Uh, go tell them A to Z sports sent you. And they'll take 100 bucks off off your first month when you sign up. That's mandu.com, full-body electronic muscle simulation. So go check it out. Again, mandu.com. It is eSports. We're powered by BetMGM. Download that app today. Plus, a moment's piece. You can see at the bottom of the screen. Go to momentspiece.com slash Christmas. They got the hookup this Christmas for your loved one. Whether we talked about spa day, we talked about massages. Uh, they've got a salon in there. For your loved one, a momentspiece.com slash Christmas. All right, time for bad sales job Monday. You are up by two on three. Yep. 19-16-2. Dang it. It's very disappointing. I think I've lost three in a row. Yeah. Man, I feel like the Titans. <laughs> Gotta get past 13. Can't points. make mistakes. No, can't make, can't fumble the ball away. All right, bad sales job on this Monday. So here's how we do it. We each give somebody the other a ridiculous thing they have to sell to the audience. Uh, we get 30 seconds to do our best bad sales job. And then you guys comment who do you think won the bad sales job, did a better job. All you do is comment our name, Austin or Zach, whoever you think won it. Uh, do you want me to give you yours first? Yeah, sure. All right, I'm locked and loaded. Zach, sell me. Not only does Todd Downing need a contract extension as Titans offensive coordinator, but he deserves a raise and promotion to be the offensive coordinator, play caller, and associate head coach for Todd Downing next year. I'm right. The clock's ready when you are. Repeat, repeat it one more time. Uh, one second. Um, so Todd Downing this year has earned a contract extension, a raise, and a promotion to be his title of offensive coordinator, play caller, associate head coach for Todd Downing. So this is the strategy that Mike Vrabel is going to go into this offseason, and he's going to get a lot of blowback. But what <laughs> – what he, people are not thinking about, he's going with the co-offensive coordinator route. On top of this, he's going to bring in a guy, a, a, an offensive genius, Brady, who just got fired from uh, the, you know, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, that is a guy that can come in and they can work together. So when Downey's calling the plays, he's got a co-offensive coordinator to say, run you're the done, football done, against done, Pittsburgh. Done, that was... I don't even know what to call it, what to say that. Um, <clears throat> bending the rules, probably. That's a sale. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What? I mean, it's a sale. So, uh, yeah, but here, you also demoted here, I, Todd. I, I, 
That's not the rules. Fair, big dog. Fair, fair, fair. It's well, you've been the rules. I can bend the rules. Go ahead. That's your opinion. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. You need to sell us why this Christmas you're not giving anybody gifts. You just want to receive them. You are all receiving gifts. You're not going to give your wife a gift. We'll see how that works out. You're not going to give your parents, your loved ones, no gifts, no gifts at all. And it's not because of COVID. So you cannot play that game. No gifts. All you want is to get showered with gifts. You are the one that wants to receive gifts. So you're going to have to sell us on that. This day and age in Christmas, we've all become way too materialistic. I'm sure people in my life have already purchased their gifts, so I'll gladly accept the gifts that they've already spent their money on, but it's about quality time. Because last Christmas, in the peak of COVID, we lost a lot of quality time over the last 18 months, so don't worry about Christmas gifts. It's all about spending the time with your family and the loved ones, so don't worry about giving gifts this year. I'm not, I haven't bought a single gift for anybody. It's all about the gift of time with one another. All right, who won, Austin or Zach? That's just all you got to do. Just comment Austin or Zach, no commentary around it, so I can count it easier. Who won? Just Zach, Austin, Austin, Zach, no comments other than that. All right, I'm just going to let the comments start to fly in until I start counting them up a little bit. All right, here we go. I think I won this Zach's against the wall. MB, 1-0, 2-0. 3-0, I mean, 4-0, 5-0, 6-0, 7-8, 9-10, 11. I saw Mike Francesa. 12, I got one. I got 13, one. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. No, you got one. Oh, I was trying to see if I get to 29. <laughs> Noah's, Noah came in right at the end to give Zach the one. So 20 to one. Oh, I got a couple. But, you got yeah. but I, but, but it's it's a whoever gets twenty first. Yeah. I thought I'd be getting a twenty nothing sweep. Race to, race to twenty. Oh man, that was great. That was great. Well, so backs against the wall. You needed one. I did need one. I went heavy with two. You back behind. If you get four behind, that's yeah. You're in a tough spot. All right, great show this morning here live. Four moments peace salon and day spa at Moser. Your barbecue. Appreciate the guys here at Moser for letting us uh, come in and crash their party early this morning as they're getting ready uh, for lunch. It's right next door to Moments Peace Salon and Day Spa. Again, momentspeace.com slash Christmas. Go check it out today. All you got to do is a gift card. Let let your loved one figure out how they want to use it, whether it's a massage, mani-pedi combo, uh, salon, anything they have in the salon, uh, or whatever they've got, everything. They've got great uh, uh, services here at a Moments Peace Salon and Day, Day Spa. A momentspeace.com slash Christmas. We'll see you tomorrow morning on a Tuesday. Buck rising back from Pittsburgh tonight, 8 p.m. Central time. Have a great rest of your Monday. See you later. Adios.